a lonely house. The following day, the doctor called. My heart sank as I saw him walking up the path, looking stiff and embarrassed and out of place in his formal suit. I met him at the door, anxious to stop him coming in. Peter has a broken leg and concussion, but he'll mend. He hesitated and looked awkward again. And I started to say how I was sure he was very busy and he was welcome to go. When he coughed and said, I really must apologise for my son's behaviour and the other children. Once he's better, he'll come and apologise in person. He almost choked on the words and I realised that this was a man who seldom felt the need to say he was sorry. I said there was no need to apologise, and I was sure he had other things to get on with. I really should take a look at that cut on your head, he said, glancing at it. It'll only take a minute. I said all right, and as he turned to get his bag, quickly found a stone to wedge the front door open, for though he was obviously married and slightly pompous. He had lovely brown eyes, and the house might be easier going about divorce than I was. Don't shut the door, I told him as he came into the kitchen, and he shot me an uncomfortably penetrating glance. Great dog, he said. I like this room. He glanced round the kitchen. Are these the herbs you use for shampoos? He pointed to the bunches drying from the rafters. Yes, and some medicines too, I said abruptly, thinking he probably disapproved. I've been studying botany and herbal medicine. He didn't comment. He just got a small light from his bag and waved at me to sit on the chair before flashing it in my eyes. The children are telling everyone you yelled at the house to stop hurting them, he continued, matter-of-factly, as I blinked at the bright light. There was quite a lot going on. They must have misheard me, I answered. So you're not under the illusion that your house has a mind of its own. That would be insane, I answered, looking him in the eye. And you're not deliberately luring in tradesmen. The village is talking then, I said. Oh, how they are talking, he answered, switching off the torch and placing it back in his bag. It's an old house. I said, doors do get stuck and people in rural communities are prone to be suspicious of strangers. That's true, he said, but getting a black cat was just a little provocative. That cat just arrived, I told him. Please tell everyone how very dull and normal I am. Oh, not dull, he said. Anyway, I promise Peter will be up here himself as soon as he's better and if you need any help in the garden, he's actually very handy with a spade. I don't want to make any excuses for him, but his mother died two years ago and he's found things very difficult. Well, that was that. I made a dash for the kitchen door, but it slammed shut before I could reach it and though I heaved at the doorknob, it wouldn't move. I turned back and yelled in exasperation, Now look what you've done! He stared in astonishment, first at me, then at the door, and then, to my surprise, he smiled. Why don't you make us a cup of tea? While well, I explained to the house that I'd love us to go out to dinner together, he said. Well, 
That was ten years ago, and we're all still here. Cat, dog, Peter's father, Peter, his little brother, and our ugly, determined, and I hope, happy little house.